Welcome to Here Come the Sequels, a full spoiler podcast where we take a look at popular film franchises one movie at a time. I'm Tyler. I'm Britton. And I'm... I mean, I'm... I mean, I'm Alex. Okay. There we are, guys. I, I, I have no control over that whatsoever. Welcome back to week four of the seminar. Where we'll be discussing Terminator Salvation. Yes. It's not Terminator 4 Salvation, right? No. You just called this a seminar? Yeah. Are we scholarly now? Yes! <laughs> I we're, want a grant. We're holding We're holding this at the in the lobby of the Renaissance Waverly in Atlanta, Georgia. <laughs> the what? The Renaissance Waverly. It's a hotel. You, we're here! <laughs> now say hi to the people, every... <laughs> Can we pretend to have a live show like I... I... Like we throw in fake fake audience. <laughs> Pretend to have a live show, as though they're, every episode isn't live. <laughs> they're not silent; they're hanging on our every word. They're also cats. So that's <laughs> yeah. It's a little harder to hear. Them. We just do this in front of cats. Go on. They're very quiet cats. There we go. I'm sorry, Tyler. I, I bogarted your uh, your intro action. <laughs> yeah. So we're doing Terminator Salvation. It's gonna be a good one. <laughs> We got a good one for you today, folks. That's what they told me. <laughs> so Terminator Salvation came out in 2009, directed by everyone's favorite, McG. Who is a better filmmaker than his name suggests. That's true. His, that na- his name suggests that he should be making DOA Dead or Alive, which is a movie I really like. Or that he should be making like these horrible, like, straight-to-DVD, like, just... But he actually makes some pretty solid pictures. He's, he, he, knows hand- he knows how to handle a camera. So this movie is a 33%... Uh, critic score hmm. and a fifty four percent, and that is the lowest we have had of the critic score thus far, and it is the... of the Terminator franchise. Yes, not... yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, about to say it's and it it's has just... the second lowest uh, audience score because Terminator Three sells a lower yeah. score for that. Well, that's good. <laughs> yeah. So was was my prediction for y'all correct? It feels like an actual movie. Yeah. Yes. It's, it's better really, than Terminator 3. It's not really a prediction. It also just feels like a more forgettable. I realize that that's very subjective, but I feel like it's very much better than Terminator 3. Yeah, watching this just atmospherically, I felt like I was watching another one of those, like, you know when Paul Bettany had that weird trend where he kept making, like, weird horror movies, like Priest and Legion and whatever else? I felt like I was watching one of those, like, the sort of middle of the spring action thing that sort of happens and then you all go back to bed. Book of Eli? Book of Eli, yeah, something yeah. like that. Something like that, exactly. Exactly. So who wants to go first? I can. <laughs> my best thing about this movie, my joking best part of it, well, joking. Part of one best thing I have about this movie is the ending because when it was over, I got to watch *Halt and Catch Fire* and then rewatch *Force Awakens*. <laughs> so that's part of it. My actual best thing about this movie is going to be there's a, a really cool action sequence when um, uh, Marcus, our uh, hero, anti-hero, <laughs> one of the main people. Um, is escaping this like bunker with uh, a, a, a star who's a little child and uh, Kyle Reese uh, and Honey Elgin and they're and it's just like a really nice it's a, it's a cool action scene there's some there's some nice long shots there's some cool like long takes in this movie and it's a, it's a really fun like energetic there's like a the, there are moto terminators which yeah. there's <laughs> there's other weird points in this movie where. <laughs> Anton Yelchin will just yell what something is because they're like we forgot to tell people what that thing is it's like Moto Terminators Aerostat they're spies for the Terminators it's a hunter killer yeah exactly just to give us this exposition chicky chicky nug nugs <laughs> and then he's just running around but then like those the Moto Terminators are really cool like they do some neat little effects with them and there's mm-hmm. one of them like attaching on a cable and they like slingshot them and they wrap around yep. a, a hovercraft's, like, uh, uh, engine and blows it up. Like, there's some really cool stuff in there. I do appreciate also that in that moment, they, they blow up the, the, like, engine, but I'm pretty sure the craft doesn't actually fall. Like, it doesn't no, do, like, the normal completely. action movie thing of, oh, if you hit the fan, then it's all gonna blow up. Then it just... It just, yeah. like, keeps going and just, like... It just topples, yeah. It's, it's shoots a, them off the bridge or whatever. Yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a neat little sequence, and it's creative, and it's fun to watch, and it's pretty well done. I, I really... Because I was I was looking through a lot of the the critical reviews on yeah. Rotten Tomatoes, and all of them were like, "It's loud and deafening and just dumb." You can argue whether or not the story's dumb. It is. Yeah. Yeah. But it's not. The action scenes are actually well thought out yeah. and fairly well done. Not to the same degree of like your Terminator Two. No, or but, your but, Dark just Knight, like, but but just like when they they have the tanker and they knock it into the big the big giant 
Transformers like Terminator, yeah. and then uh, Kyle Reese is trying to shoot it, and he's like, go, 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 and he can't shoot it, like, it's not exploding. Yeah. He's like, it didn't work, yeah. and Star just yeah. holds up a flare. Yeah. It's a great little moment. It's a, it's a cool bit, and like, I think there's... There is some like genuine creativity there, and it's certainly better than the ones in three. Which and ex- again, again, they blow up the gasoline tinker, <clears throat> and then the thing just kind of comes out of it. It's just like, well, you, yeah, okay. that's a really cool which, shot. So it's again like it's not just the normal Hollywood thing of oh, everything has to blow up, and then like there's just a massive explosion, and then it, like right, like it's actually like it functions. Yeah, yeah, there are yeah. dumb explosions in this. There sure, are. sure, but I'm saying mostly the ones involving nuclear devices. <laughs> it's not completely just. A yeah. giant CGI explode fest yeah. where everything just disintegrates instantly. Yeah, so I, I, that was definitely one of my favorite parts. And I think my my worst thing would be it's kind of a hodgepodge. Like I feel like a lot of the actors in this were sort of misused. I guess it's sort of a catch all. Uh, Common is a guy <laughs> who I think I really don't know anything about his music, but I think he's a very cool actor. He's on a show called Hell on Wheels, and he's great on that. <laughs> but um, in this. He was just very off, and like he had, it's like every all this dialogue was said very rhythmically. So I wonder if he was just like I have to rap everything. Cause he was like, the aircraft fell over in the crater. I don't know if John kind of survived. Like it was very like it was odd. And then like Jane Alexander, who's a wonderful actress from like the sixties and seventies, she was in All the President's Men, marvelous performer. She's in this movie for like two seconds. And I'm just like, that's an insult. Like, and I, I understand, I have no problem with these, like, venerated actors coming in to do, like, stupid action movies, because, like, that's just a paycheck. So they can get this, like, now I have a million dollars so I can afford to go do this PBS thing. Win calls the heart or whatever. But it's just like, I just feel like when you have an actor of that caliber, give them something. Like, even, like, Anthony Hopkins will show up in these movies where... It's kind of annoying, like, why is Anthony Hopkins in this? But they still, like, give him a cool monologue. Mm-hmm. You know, they still try to be like, okay, we got Anthony Hopkins. They didn't do that with her, and that bothered me. Um, finally, I just don't think Christian Bale is an action movie guy. They, this is at a period of his career where they tried to make him one, because he also did a movie called Reign of Fire, which is literally, he, Christian Bale and Gerard Butler versus dragons. It's a very real movie. And, um, it's my Are you sure this wasn't Matt Damon? I'm positive. In, 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 uh... The, the, the great wall the wall the great wall the, the great yeah <laughs> the pink floyd's the wall um <laughs> uh the, the audiences were co- were comfortably numb i could tell you that much um sorry matt damon i love you so much but christian bale is a character actor he really is more so than i think we realized because batman i think kind of gave us not the wrong impression of him but we we, we thought oh yeah he's in these batman movies and he's just a fight scenes and that's really cool the reason he's great in the Batman movies is because there's writing and themes and dialogue. And no, works. it's because he's in a bat costume and he beats up people. Okay, <laughs> but he he's such a he's such a great, a brilliant, beautiful actor, and I just felt like this was not one of his best performances. No, and I think it might have been because he was trying to give a performance in a movie that's not really about performances. Yep. And uh, yeah, that's 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 mine. Who's next? Alex, you look kind of glum. What's up, buddy? It's okay. It's no, fine. You, you go next. You go next. You talk it out, and we'll see what we can do for you. <laughs> Lay so, down on the couch. Yeah. Tell us what you're thinking about. Yeah. So, so my favorite thing is Anton Yelchin. Yes. Of course. Me, me loving Kyle Reese as much as I do. He's the best part of the movie. I was interested movie. to hear what you thought about him. He's yeah. actually giving a performance that feels like it could maybe be, become Michael Bean's Kyle yeah. Reese. Yeah, definitely. And even if it doesn't. That's, that's I think, yeah. the best aspect of it. Is that and, and even if it doesn't become the Michael Bean, it doesn't in any way devalue or discredit what my, what Kyle mm-hmm. Reese or excuse me, what Michael Bean was doing. Like it's it's a yeah. it's a very respectful performance. And I mean, like Star's kind of a waste of a character. She's kind of nothing. Yeah. But in in interviews, he, he talks about like, well, there's a certain vulnerability with Michael Bean's Kyle Reese, you know, trying to protect Sarah, and that was kind of mirrored mm-hmm. with him yeah. trying to protect Star. Yeah, like. Okay, that's cool. I'm fine with that. Yeah, this was the first movie I've watched him in. Since oh, he, since, rest in peace. Yeah, since he passed away. Yeah, I mean, just god awful way to leave. Yeah. Um, and I confess, I, I I was never this like massive like oh Antonio is amazing, and I'm not gonna now pretend that I was mm-hmm. because you know I don't want to I don't want to do it I don't want to insult him with a lack of sincerity. But he was a very capable actor. His checkoff was delightful. Um, and I thought he did, I, I agree, I thought he did a really nice job in this movie, and it is a, there's an odd sort of pang of sadness, because even though I, he was not, per, like, personally special to me, 
So you're watching. I said, this is the first time I've watched a movie with him since he he, he left. And I was like, there's something about it, you know? You're just, especially that young. Oh, man. So re- really a, a very valuable, more, a more valuable performer than I think we realized. Because he was he was pretty young when he made this. I mean, yeah. he was he was obviously, he, he's younger than me uh, when he passed away. But, I mean, it's, it's, it's hard to find a good uh, child actor. It's hard to find a good teenage actor as well. Yeah. Because most of them are just be, using what they learned in child actor school. But he was a very, like, mature, uh, professional, like... I, I hesitate to use the phrase real actor, but he was. <laughs> like, he seemed to have an understanding of it, an approach to it as, a, as, a, as an art and not just... Uh, well, I'm going to take pauses because that's how people talk. You know, he's, he's just an actor, and I, 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 I agree. I thought he did a lovely job in this. I think my favorite bit of his performance is towards the end when... He gets in the elevator and John Connor closes it on him. He's like, I have to end this. And, and he goes, who are you? John Connor. And just like the look on, on his face completely sells it. I'm like, oh. Yeah, absolutely. And and I just. I, I, I get it. And I did just say that this is not a movie about performances. But I think that he gives a very, a very, a very lovely one. Yeah. So I would agree. He rises far above the material. Yes, he <laughs> he does. And, and th- his would have been a cool, like, I know that. I don't know what kind of sequel they would have made to this that involved Kyle Reese still, but it would have been cool to see how he took that character. Oh, don't worry. They'll, they'll just pull an X-Men and they'll set it a decade into the future where none of this matters. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that would be fine. <laughs> but the characters all look the same. But the characters will look and act the same, and it's like nothing's changed. Unless they say, hey, things have changed. Yeah. So, me being the big continuity guy, of course, the thing that I have to dislike is all the continuity stuff. Tyler, I understand Terminator 3 screwed it all up, so continuity doesn't matter. McGee has even said Terminator 2 and Terminator 3 changed the timeline, so whatever, anything goes. You cannot directly contradict the mythology, even from the first one. Right. I mean, you can, they did. <laughs> fair, fair point. Show me the data. But, but even like, okay, so the first one, Michael Bean goes to great lengths to explain what's going on in the future and how it works and he's like we we only go out at night that's the only time when yeah. it's even remotely safe to go out at night and in this one he tells he tells sam worthington oh we don't go out at night <laughs> they got infrared they can spot us easily we go out during the day D- were they like high they were like oh we'll rewatch all the movies before we write this script and they were just high so that they got everything confused we are recording this on 420 so maybe Woo! That's right. The blazes. (laughs) 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 I did not expect that to land that well. That was great. But yeah, they just directly contradict continuity. It would be fine if this was a reboot. Sure. Or if at some point they talk about, oh, hey, we're in a new future. None of this matters. There's a bug on the microphone. I'm sorry. Oh, my (laughs) God. I got it. You probably killed it already it's fine it's gone oh god okay sorry here at the uh at the staples amphitheater <laughs> there's kind of a is that a thing well we're in this big you know there's no ceiling there's no dome where we are it's just an open like madison square garden kind of a situation and so the, you're gonna get a few bugs flying in here it's okay so anyways I'm giving them an atmosphere <laughs> setting the stage but yeah if you're gonna do that either have it be a reboot or have them discuss that it's a new timeline right there's right. a line in the trailer, which, by the way, one of my favorite trailers of all time, where Christian Bale says, this isn't the future my mother warned me about. Yeah. Which makes you think, oh, it's a new timeline. Right. That is never discussed in the movie. Yeah. Not well, even brought up once. He also has the Sarah Connor picture from the previous movie. That's actually not the same dimensions as the other <laughs> one. And the recordings of Sarah in this one don't match the recording from the end of the first movie. Dimensions? Yeah, the, no, the dimensions of the picture. I don't know what you mean. I, I literally don't know what you mean. Like, like it's a tighter picture. Oh. Like, it's it's not the same exact measurements oh. for the for the picture. Like, it's zoomed in. He may have trimmed it to fit it into his scrapbook. <laughs> See, this picture, this picture is from the Marvel comic See, book universe. Is... <laughs> the, uh, the original was the Marvel cinematic universe. I like to imagine that John Connor's like, well, after all this is done, I'm going to want to remember the apocalypse. I'm making a little apocalypse scrapbook. And he's got, like, these little, like, all the dead guys' badges and stuff. In there, <laughs> there's like cute like flowers. And, like, <laughs> He's drawn on it. He's gonna like bound with like ribbon. He's gonna give it to to Kyle at the end of. This is when you come back from impregnating my mother. <laughs> a little, little. It's got little quotes. It's like, would y'all feel weird if you met your dad as a teenager? 
Yeah, a little bit. That'd be weird, right? Yeah. That'd be weird. A little bit. Especially be like I ha- especially if your mission is like I have to you have to go do that. I you have to. Does he now in this timeline? He does. Cuz th- th- does John Connor know? Yeah. Yeah. No, but it's a different timeline now. But it's in, not a time loop anymore. But in the recording, yeah, because in the recording, she's like, your father, Kyle Reese. No, I know. But at this point, based on the rules that we've been given, where you can just change the timeline doing whatever. Yeah. Like, if they don't send Kyle Reese back, does John Connor just disappear? Does the timeline just completely well, that's, get that's changed? Been, that's, been this, that's been the same since Terminator 2, though. Yeah, I know. Where it's just, like, completely what's happening. No, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> Somebody needs to have a conversation about this, or... Just, just Bruce Willis and Looper it. Just be like, <laughs> yeah. it doesn't make any sense. It's fine. No, no, but like McGee's going, oh, we, it's a new timeline. None of it matters. You still have to save Kyle Reese and send him back. And we're still going to have all these weird callbacks and stuff to the previous movies. And John Connors, it, it even ends the movie with him getting the scars on his face that he has in the, the, the opening of Terminator 2. Stop it! Go with one set of rules and stick with it. <laughs> it was also very funny to me that this Terminator is bearing down on him. And it just goes like, <laughs> on his on his face, it doesn't like stab and claw then, into and him. Then, it's just like just a little chuk, chuk, okay, kiss, kiss. like just a little <laughs> tiny boop boop. <laughs> and, they, and they have Christian Bale just yelling at it because like, oh, <laughs> eye booping. He's not British in this movie, but that's the only Christian Bale impression I can do. So. <laughs> you just do the Batman impression. Eh, everyone does that. Even he does. In this movie, kind of. It's not yeah. as bad as I made it out to be. Yeah, because I, I, I was thinking, yeah, there's plenty of moments where he's not doing that. Which I wish, like, he was consistent about that. Because <laughs> some parts I feel like, oh, yeah, he's just doing the Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I, I think I've, I've I've gotten that off my chest. I They, they should have just gone with yeah. a set of rules and stuck with it. Because they, they, they're constantly going back and forth, back and forth, as yeah. to whether or not... <laughs> is there no fate but what we make? Or, or is it all <laughs> According to the last line of this movie... There is no fate but what we make. Or even like like he's talking about, oh, the T-800, it's here too early. This doesn't make any sense. Right. Like he briefly mentions that. Yeah. It's that's not, a good... And that's it's not talked about. That's a good segue to my best and worst thing. <laughs> Woo! We plan things, we promise. Um, my favorite thing, I think it's... This isn't like supposed to be a complete bashing of the rest of the movie. I think it's the little uh, font like a little description of what's going on at the beginning of the movie where it's like it's the year 2018 coming there fra- fast you know we gotta yeah, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta get ready i mean atlanta's wrecked so <laughs> it's happening skynet is rising in atlanta spread the word from the ground net i'm telling you man <laughs> symbolic gird your loins kids we're dying <laughs> here comes the chewed up roads yeah really but yeah, the 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 thing it's like, oh yeah, it's the year twenty eighteen, and uh, John Connor, you know, some think some people think he's a false prophet, and some people think he's gonna be salvation, and like, and that's a, I think that's a really cool premise is the idea of oh, okay, so John Connor in this timeline, because the loop has happened, or or maybe in the original timeline again, the time doesn't time ch- stuff doesn't yeah. make any sense, you know, he's. Now people, he's going to be telling people, oh yeah, this is the thing that's happening. And like, we get a little bit of that where he brings that up in the movie. But just that description, I think is such an interesting thing where you can have him be this guy that, and, and, you know, split factions into people that, you know, believe him and people that think that he's just this insane dude. And, and they don't, so that, so that's my favorite thing. My least favorite thing is that none of that really comes up in the movie. There's, is it Michael Ironsides? Yeah. The, the, the general dude who, like, hates him because he's a loose cop well, cannon with no... He hates him at the beginning of the scene, and at the end he's like, okay, I trust you with yeah. this very important mission. And then he yeah. hates him at the end, and it, it just... Because for some reason, nobody else will complete the operation. Literally the everybody so. trusts Connor except for Michael Ironside. Yeah. 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 And and so there's, they never just like explore. Okay. So they, they never, there's never a point where he has to like prove to people that yeah. he knows the future because something happens that he'd predicted or there's none of that. They don't really explain that again. Like, like you're saying, they don't really explain at all. Okay. Wh- what does he think about this timeline now that stuff has changed? And, and the continuity itself. Or is it supposed to be how yeah. things have changed? Well, well I, I think... I think that's the idea, but yeah, they don't really address him thinking about this and him talking this through with other people. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so the whole thing is just, I feel like I saw that thing and then like for the first third of the movie, I was really into it because I, I was like, oh, that's such a cool idea. And like, then we start going and the action's really great and everything. And then after a while it slows down, you realize that they're not really doing anything thematic with this movie. Um, they've got some cool callbacks to the original movies. Um, I think that's part of why the callbacks don't bother me as much. 
like in in tandem with all the continuity mistakes because i do like the callbacks i do think they have some good lines well at least um, they gave um they gave kyle reese yeah. the come with me if you want to live because that's that's his line yeah that makes, and, that makes sense yeah and there's a little uh, there's a place where where bryce dallas howard is like oh what what talking to christian bale and she's like what what will i tell your your men uh when they realize you're gone he's like i'll be back that was cool i like, I, I like it a lot I it's, it's probably th- i love that they didn't have a music cue that was like dun, dun, dun. i, I love yeah. that they didn't they just left it, it was just a it, moment it is actually a surprise yeah because i didn't see it coming and and like he plays that very nicely that yeah. does where he looks yeah. up and he goes i'll be back it's very cool yeah so, and there yeah. wasn't a stupid like zoom in on his face <laughs> or anything it was just a nice wide <laughs> just shot like the yeah. mlg soundtrack and like, <laughs> and, like the air horns <laughs> <laughs> A little like and like pop up video on yeah. VH1. Like this line was originally said. <laughs> oh goodness! And I do like the 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 Arnold reveal at the end, where where it does the slow thing and then it goes like do 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 do, and like that's yeah. that's cool. They don't do anything with Arnold because it's probably too expensive for them to set it up, which is dumb. Um, because then they immediately just have all the skin burn off, and then he's just a Terminator again, and that's lame. But for the most part, I I, I like the callbacks and I like the premise. But I feel like the rest, and, and I like the action. But I feel like the movie itself is is not going anywhere where I really wanted it to. Yeah. So you're um, saying it would work better as a video game? Yep. I think Which both, is funny because the video game for this is terrible. Both this and <laughs> number, course. both this and number three, I think. But then I was like, but what did we really accomplish yeah. here? Mm-hmm. In like in this, basically all that happened was John went, "Hey, I got Kyle." Yeah. Like well, that that's was, it. That was my first thought. Is that okay? So we have the we have the T800. It's the Arnold. This is the one they're going to reprogram, right? Yeah. Oh. See, that's the thing. Like, this is not the movie the fans would have wanted. Right. And it's, I, it's it's the same exact problem as Terminator Three, especially when you make the protagonist not John Connor. Yeah. And to make it Sam Worthington. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, um, I think, but but like Sam Worthington's character does not play a future role. Yeah. Like yeah. one and done. Yeah. Okay, what's the point? Right. And I think that Rogue One is a movie that took a, a admittedly rather small detail. We could go the rest of the Star Wars movies without ever knowing exactly how they got the Death Star plan. But they said, hey, let's make a movie about getting the Death Star plans. And they made it. It's a beautiful movie. It's a one and done. And we know why it matters. And we see it was accomplished. And it was so well done. But three and four, it's like, yeah, so now we know why he had Kyle Reese hanging out with him. Which again, if this had been a really well made mm-hmm. movie on the level for a good, we go. That's so awesome! I'm glad we have we know that now, but we don't care. The best part is the opening of Terminator Genesis. Within the first five minutes, Kyle Reese gets rescued by John Connor. Yeah, and it completely contradicts this movie. <laughs> Whatever. Now, Alex and I both seen Genesis. Tyler, you have not. No. Good luck, man. <laughs> I'm not excited. I was excited to see this. This is the best of the sequels. Post. How do you like Old Man Arnold Schwarzenegger? Two. What do you mean? Just like does the idea of seeing Arnold Schwarzenegger as an old person. Does that seem entertaining? Yeah. Do you like the idea of J.K. Simmons being there for five minutes, being great, and then he's cast aside? To be fair, cast in Michael Ironside. That's ah. To be to be fair, La La Land did that, and that was fine. That yeah. was more of like a cute cameo, though. Yeah. But that was uh, a. Also, that a director gave us a whiplash, so but, now I don't feel like I need to necessarily but, see more J.K.'s. Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> good movie, great movie, beautiful film. Not not Terminator Genesis. Yeah. Which has nothing to do with Phil Collins, by the way. Imagine my surprise when I'm renting. I'm like, okay, you got, you got <laughs> Amelia Clark. Do, do you understand this reference? No. I'm getting there. In the, I mean, I, I do. So like, I, I pick up the, the DVD. I kind of just, just don't want to explain to him what, what I go down to the store. I pick up the DVD. I'm looking at the, look, you got, you got your Amelia Clark in here. You got Daenerys Stormborn. The Breaker of Chains, the uh, Khaleesi, uh, oh god, I used to know all of them. Misa is one. Oh god, I'm so I should ashamed. probably know this too, but... Um, Did you Rogue, say Mother of Dragons? Mother of Dragons, uh, the Unburnt is one. Yeah, you got her. Hey, Arnold's coming back. Our old buddy Arnie. Hey, Arnold, I said. And you got your Matt Smith, so, you know... Cameos are cool. You've got this whole thing happening, and then Genesis. I'm like the Invisible Touch. Oh, follow okay. you, follow me. I don't <laughs> dance. It's finally clicked for Alex. I can't dance. Who does it? The Lamb lies down on Broadway. Let's watch a movie. I put it in. Nope. This Not is, a one. This is one of the few times I regret that this is only audio. And you know, I wish I had a camera on me as I realized where that was going. <laughs> and you know what I said when I realized? I said, "Take me home."
thank you, Amphitheater. Thank you, 20,000 people. Phillips Arena. Phillips Arena. <laughs> who all came out here on a rainy night. The best city in the world. And they're all screaming at us. <laughs> waving their, like... Why, why are they booing? <laughs> what are we doing? I'm trying to... I'm, and they're all, like, holding signs that I can only think of dirty things for them to say, so I won't say them. No, it's just a bunch of Christian bells yelling at us. <laughs> <laughs> I can duplicate myself! <laughs> Where are they? They've, like, got shirts with our faces on them, and, like... There was going to be a moment. I'm wilder for Tyler as one, and they're all so happy. <laughs> There's going to be several moments when I'm watching Genesis. I can already tell where I'm going to want to imagine a Phil Collins song, specifically from specifically from the Tarzan soundtrack, <laughs> overlaid. Over. I can't. You'll be in my heart. Oh man, John, uh, Kyle, John, John Connor, son of man. There you go. There it is, son of man, a man in time. You'll be. There you go. It was. It's like it was made for the movie. Two worlds, one family. That could be a thing. Because the ger- Terminators and the humans. Oh my god. The trash in the camp. Just during a fight scene, pull up the trash in the camp song. <laughs> just so that you're watching like explosions. But Rosie O'Donnell is going doop 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 Like while Arnold's like blown up a helicopter. <laughs> I'm so I'm so happy this is where this podcast is going. Please, please do that. Oh my god, that's so amazing. <laughs> Woo. We may need to make a YouTube channel connected to this podcast specifically <laughs> so we can putting do full, that. Putting full common songs in Terminator movies. He goes into a bar and playing I Can't Dance. Oh my god. Oh boy. Okay. So in Terminator Salvation. What do we think of Sam Hollywood quit trying to push him Worthington? He is someone who I have no ill will towards him. He seems like a lovely guy. He's not a bad actor. I actually like him in this. Yeah. I think he has a nice job in I this. I like him more than, than Christian Bale in this. I would agree. I just feel like it's kind of the Taylor Kitsch thing. Like, Hollywood keeps like, oh, this is the new, like, Matt now. No, he's not. He's a cool supporting character. And maybe maybe the trick is just open action. Maybe he's, like, a great... He just did a movie called The Shack. Maybe he's awesome in that. Like, maybe it's better so, to... What's the timeline on the the Hollywood guy that they want us all to do? I thought you were about to ask a question about the timeline of the Terminator <laughs> oh, no, 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 movies. And I was just like... Not at all. You, you ever see, you you ever see the heart rate movie. just go insane? <laughs> <laughs> You ever surprise a guy in a coma? It looks like that. It jumps up. It jumps all over the place more than the Terminator timeline. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's a very, that's a very timely reference, Doctor. But but this man is in serious cardiac arrest. Okay, but I just needed to get my quip in. Go on. <laughs> Come with me if you want to live. <laughs> he, we can't move him. He's on the operating. T- what are you, sir? Stop talking to the patient. The doctor just gets on the motorbike and spins the shotgun. And the doctor the doctor pulls off his face and it's it's Arnold. No, no hello, thank you. This no, is part of my new no, no, initiative. No. It's Edward Furlong. No paper what we made for ourselves. No. I'm a, I need two CCs of staff. Sorry, I don't know why it's a Jenny Slate character. I like how in the first podcast, I'm pretty sure you did one Arnold impression, and you were like, and that's the last Arnold that's impression the last we're going to do on this. <laughs> nope. Not in this life. No. Anyway. People love it too much, don't you, everybody? What was it that I was saying? A uh, timeline of Hollywood guys that they Oh, yes, yes. So so I want to I figure this out. Where where did this start? What was the first... Was it Brendan Fraser? Was he the first... The Brendan first... Fraser was... Well, see, Brendan, I Brendan Fraser had some real success, though. It's just that he started doing a lot of, like... Live-action cartoons. I would say, in terms of, like, just modern, Channing Tatum was the first one. Okay. He was. Okay. And then Channing Tatum actually happened. Though. Yeah. But Channing Tatum kind of spun that into a different direction, I feel True. like. Channing where he, Tatum... he kind of, like, quickly shifted into becoming a legitimate actor by, like, and, and doing comedies and stuff. Yeah, and, like, and, like kind like of Foxcatcher. And then that kind of pulled... Mike. And now he's he was in um, Hateful Eight, and, like, that... Yeah, so, Foxcatcher. Yeah. Channing Tatum, Taylor Kitsch... Sam Worthington, Jai Courtney. I think that's the think that's, the yeah. general. Channing Chen- Tatum being the the one that got away. Like he's, yeah. he's, he's, he's succeeded. No, because he was the first one. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Because Worthington, maybe don't... maybe that's it. Maybe it's maybe we'll have a Taylor Kitsch comeback. Because well, Taylor maybe, Kitsch, like, I mean, to be fair, the Kitschanessance. Yeah, to be fair, Sam Worthington did was in um, Hacksaw Ridge, and he mm-hmm. was pretty good in that. And that was like a very different part. To, to be fair, he's only in like two scenes. No, I know, yeah. I know, but I'm saying like I'm curious if like you were saying, better as a supporting character. Yeah, maybe what? it's just yeah. the kind of thing where that you got to give him some time, and eventually someone will be like, "What about that guy?" And maybe be like, he'll be great in Avatar too. Well, and, and when oh. it really in oh, this right. case though, never mind. He's never getting out. Of this. None, none of this comes down to these guys are bad actors. 
No, but Taylor Kitsch is lo- is wonderful on Friday Night Lights, and I love John Carter myself. And I and and Sam Worthington's great. Like these are these aren't untalented guys. It's just it's just one of those cases where Hollywood thinks that they fit one niche and they don't. Yeah. And that's like again, Taylor Kitsch is a supporting character on Friday Night Lights, and he steals the show for a lot of people because you can't steal the show when you're the main character. Sure. Then you have like you have the show. I can't just still working. Worthington's story. All these guys are still out there. Jai Courtney. We all we all talk about how much we liked him and su- how much we enjoyed him in Suicide Squad because they weren't piling too. They didn't give him. He yeah. he, he needed more to do, but they didn't ask too much of him. Yeah. So we actually got to go. Well, I wanted more because they didn't go. All right, Jai Courtney, carry the whole thing on your shoulders. Also, they didn't cast him in a role that was you know completely stupid, mm-hmm. like as John McClane's son or Kyle Reese. I'd like to hear because they let him be Australian. Because Sam Worthington's Australian, and well, his accent's yeah. kind of all over the place in this movie. Yep. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'd like to hear, I'd like for him to be to like... To be fair, Christian Bale's accent Christian Bale's is comes too. through a few times. But I've heard Christian Bale do it. Apparently Ben Affleck has this story about he took his kids to get like Halloween shopping in this costume store where there was nobody there, and apparently the woman didn't recognize him. And then he was shopping and heard, Oh, is that Ben Affleck? And it was Christian Bale, and it was like before he was started filming BBS. <laughs> oh, God. And he's like, and Ben Affleck like, said, and my first thought was, that is British? I didn't know Christian Bale was British. <laughs> oh my god! And then Christian Bale apparently was like this re- very sweet and kind him about like doing Batman, like giving him advice, and like apparently it was this really lovely exchange. But yeah, I, I would like. I think maybe it's just let him have his own accent. Maybe then maybe yeah. maybe yeah. Australian Sam Worthington is like Dick Van Dyke level charisma, and we just don't know. <laughs> I mean, he's. It, I was th- again in Hacksaw Ridge. Yeah. I don't think he has an accent in that, right? He's still. Is he is he kind of doing like a southern thing in that? Maybe I don't remember. I don't remember exactly. Um, I just remember him being really good in that. But I'm really curious. I think did you just suggest earlier? You you said maybe Chris Pratt. Well, I almost did, but then I realized like no, he's actually a pretty big hit <laughs> because because Chris Pratt's yeah, he's not really a great action star, but he was in Guardians and he started with Parks and Rec. Yeah, and so well, I feel also, like people know I feel he like, has a personality. Yeah, I feel like all he, of his roles allow him to use yeah. his charisma. Mo- most of them do. Yeah, I feel like people already know where what he is really good at. And he's and actually, so yeah, yeah. And he's so used like, really well in uh, The New Magnificent Seven, which I really love. Okay. Yeah, so so I guess he's not really... I, I'm curious if there's someone floating around right now that I'm just not thinking of. Yeah. I because, mean, I guess we, Because they're fulfilling the prophecy and not catching our attention. Yeah. The the, the question, though, is when in Genesis are you going to play Susudio? Susudio! <laughs> I'm imagining at the end, at the end credits. <laughs> I See, I prefer Dancing to the Light. <laughs> Oh my god. No, no. Okay, no no, 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 no. You gotta play Dance Into the Light when the bombs are going off. I was gonna say, when Arnold, or when, when the T-800 lands, in in the air tonight. That's it. I can feel it. I was gonna try and drop that. In the some... air tonight! Oh, you told me you were drowning! And I couldn't lend a hand! I, I, need, I need a Terminator movie where the Arnold, the T-800 is badly programmed. And so he just, or maybe greatly programmed, depending on your perspective, and he just is, is screaming Phil Collins' lyrics the entire time. <laughs> oh my god. So when he's like telling John Connor, he's like, I know now why you cry. You'll be in my heart. <laughs> You'll be in my heart. <laughs> Believe me. <laughs> I still like, can you go out in the Baywatch Arnold we talked about last week? The dummy was drowning. <laughs> I could not lend a hand. See, you keep saying lend a I'm, hand. And then he, he sees the other Terminator. I've seen your face before, my friend. I don't know. Do you know who I am? He says to John Connor in three. You keep saying lend a hand. I'm waiting for you to do a lend a hand. What's I thought that's point that you were going or to do something. Oh, it'll get there. <laughs> so that's back it. to Terminator Salvation. Linda Hamilton. <laughs> What's the what's another day in paradise? How does the like oh, chorus for that go? Oh, Laura, Never mind. I just I just I just went Arnold. Whenever the T when the TX is like like uh, stabbing people through the eye, she seems to have an invisible touch. She rips right through you and tears you apart, or whatever it is. What's what's the really powerful Phil Collins breakup song? I can't remember what like oh, the. Um, I don't know. Do you know what I'm talking? You- I do, I do, but I don't know what's on my head. <laughs> Remember that great joke on 30 Rock where he's like, Yo, Jack, you like Phil Collins? I've got two ears and a heart, don't I? (laughs) (laughs) Oh. You know, Phil Collins' daughter is Lily Collins. Um, The actress, she was in Mirror, Mirror, and the Rules Don't Apply. 
Um, Rules Little Play, which also featured Warren Beatty, uh, who's married to Annette Ben. I'm trying to get back to Salvation. I'm trying to do the Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon. And Take I a look at it. me now. That's the one I was thinking. <laughs> there we go. There we go. There we go. I, I don't know what scene you use him for in that. Maybe like after he's had his half his face melted off. Take a look at me now! John Connell! Oh, we have the best ideas. <laughs> I thought we would have had more to say about Terminator Salvation. I didn't expect it to go off the rails this much. It's not a very deep movie. <laughs> I'm thinking we had a lot to talk about, though. The action's good. The action's great. I really love the last act of the movie, when they're in the Terminator factory. Yeah, there's some good stuff in there. It's almost to the point of Matrix Revolutions where what is the point of the the, the yeah. Machine City? What's their goal other than building machines to kill humans? At least that actually looks like, oh, it's just being used for creating yeah. machines. Yeah, because that's all. And, and capturing yeah. humans. And it's like also that's... weird because they call it Skynet Central. So it's like, oh, this is the end goal. This is where everything right. happens. And then they blow it up at the end. And then they have that terrible voiceover at the very end where John Connor goes, <laughs> they're their global network still remains strong, but we will not quit. And I'm like, oh yeah, sequels. You Woo! ain't you ain't getting those. Um, how do we feel about a uh, uh, uh Briar? What was her name? Blair, the girl who. Oh, Moon, Moon Bloodgood. Moon Bloodgood. Best name? Worst name? Who are we talking about? She's the girl that uh, she has a pseudo love story with uh, Sam Worthington. He finds her in the wreckage, and then she's saves the pilot. Her. Yeah, and he saves her from oh! bandits. I literally had she's no got idea. The, she's got the, like the eye makeup yeah, yeah, from, the, yeah, yeah. from the hundred. What like, happens to her in rounders. this movie? Um, she she kind of falls in love. She's very sexually forward. She kind of falls in love with Sam Worthington, and then he dies. Exactly. Does she have like anything that happens in the the final act of the movie? No, because she gets injured. She gets yeah. shot when they're trying to escape in the minefield. Yeah, and then uh, Connor lets her go because he's like, "Oh, I'd be a hypocrite because yeah. I let Sam Worthington go, and then did not free her too." And then at the end, she's piloting the helicopter, and that's all she gets. I really like Moonblood. Good. She's on um, a TV show called Falling Skies. It's one of my favorite oh. shows. Huh. Um, I may have actually. I, I haven't really watched that show much, but I. Isn't it, the first season is very is very like yes. Yeah, Isn't TV? Didn't Steven Spielberg like? He had a very heavy hand that? in it. Produced yeah. it. Very heavy hand in it. And like the first season is pretty good, but then like it just like every season there's this big time skips. Like the lore gets really crazy, and it just gets darker and darker. Really good. A lot of beautiful actors and okay. wonderful performances on there. Um, yeah. She's fine. Yeah, I was really, because I kind of forgotten that she was in this, and I was really excited when she showed up. She gets nothing to do. Yeah. Except she gets attacked by a bunch of rednecks. Yeah. But they're in California. Are there California rednecks? Probably. Oh, sure. Well, there are rednecks all over, Alex. <laughs> I across can show you the world. <laughs> oh, no, I was, I was going to have you continue to... <laughs> I can show you the world! Look! Tell me, Princess, when was the last time you let your heart decide? It's Linda Hamilton the first time that he meets her. She's just like... With, with the giant hair. With the 80s hair. Or the oh 70s. Or See, that's what Moon Bloodgood was missing. The giant Linda Hamilton yeah, hair. I love that. In the middle of this, like, insane wreckage, Moon Bloodgood's got, like, a freaking teased up to heaven kind of thing. Oh, Lord. See, uh, I, was, I was just going to start sing, singing... That song, while you just continue to go on this well, voice of... Just look across the, the great expanse of a country of ours, Alex. Shining, I love singing Arnold. That's a great character. Because it's not screaming, it's just yelling. Thank you for coming to my... He's like Florence Foster Jenkins. But with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Music is my life. I like to sing very much. And uh, the arias and the ballads and all of these things. And things of that nature. And then he's trying to sing, like, Oh Mio Bobby No Caro or something. Lasha Kyopianga Miatura Sare! I thought he was gonna hold back that time. <laughs> no, I realized. <laughs> Not at all. I realized, oh, the setup's taking too long. They want the punchline. Give the people what they want, Britain. <laughs> Isn't that what we want, Philly? And then there's a t- screams of 20,000 people. 20,000 Colonize me, Britain. No, That's what they all say. It's <laughs> All the signs. The ones that don't say I'm wilder for Tyler. <laughs> Haven't gone with the Alex pun yet. It just says Alex. <laughs> <laughs> it just says like this one girl just holding a sign and goes, Alex! And it just says that. It just says his name with a period at the end. Alex. 
just one very practical Mayan Bialik on Big Bang Theory fan. Like, you are my favorite one, Alex. See, see I thought I thought you were going to go with, like, a Negan Walking Dead type thing and where everyone goes, and I'm Alex, too. And I'm Alex. I'm Alex. <laughs> no, this is like, you're always like, Alex is my favorite one. There's no need for all this screaming and And then some, and somewhere in the middle and... of the podcast, she's like, ah, and then she just, like, writes a question mark. <laughs> There's Alex. no need for all this screaming and chicanery. There's... Very happy to support my my favorite podcaster. I don't see what the problem. <laughs> you and I have like the crazy fangirls are like beating people up. I like the idea of Alex's one fan being this this fangirl, but it's like Josh Brolin. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> I was just this, like yes, like the, the serious. No, like... Josh Brolin dressed up as Thanos, right? I'm not picturing Josh Brolin from No Country for Old Men. Look at the mustache. It's actually, and... it's actually Josh Brolin as Dark Side. Oh, of course. And, yeah. uh, and uh, what was I thinking? Javier, and Javier Bardem from No Country is right behind him, going. I prefer Britain friendo. Britain no is my friendo. <laughs> Woo! Terminator. That was Britain clapping for himself. By how? The way. How? How much? We live in an interesting <laughs> age right now, where everything's getting every kind of adaptation. <laughs> You've broken Alex without actually... I didn't, I'm actually you, setting up a question. He's gotten to the point, he takes me so... He doesn't take me seriously at all, so I'm just like, hey, what time is it? And he's just like, oh, that's <laughs> what time... Can we please get back to the topic? I just wanted to know what time it was. Oh, this guy! Well, let me pull up the, the whiteboard, and I'll show you the Terminator timeline so we can figure out what time it is. See, see, I, I, love, I love these podcasts where we just... Because I feel like I'm always in, in the middle where, like, well, we really have, have like, a really anal- analytic podcast, yes, yes. And, then, and then Alex will really get into it, and I'm just like, yeah, yeah, no, and trying to feed off, and then, like... And I'll just, like, toss in a joke every now and again, and, and then, we'll still and do then the we'll, thing. And then we'll do the podcast where we go completely off the rails, and it's literally just Britton and I talking while Alex is like, I what hate are we doing? all of you. <laughs> My question was going to be, we live in an age where everything's getting adapted to everything, would we want to see a Terminator musical? I say no. I would not want I thought that. this was going to be serious. Yes, as question. long as it is Jai Courtney as Kyle Reese. As long as the music is by Phil Collins. And, the direct, last time... and directed by Joel Schumacher, because Joel Schumacher likes musicals. I'm talking about a stage version, come on. Yeah. <laughs> Remember everyone, it's a play! You have to direct your voices here! There's no cameras this time, it's just live! <laughs> it's showbiz! Showbiz! <laughs> Remember everyone oh, oh, he got out of the chair. Stage left is the actor's left. So Jai, when I say stage left, you go to your left, even though I'm gesturing to my right. Do you understand, Jai? I I, I wanna imagine Jai, are you listening to me, Jai? Stop talking to Adina, because Adina Menzel's playing Sarah Connor. Stop <laughs> Jai, stop distracting Adina. She blew out her voice during Wicked, and that's why we're all here right now. I want, I want a a, a stage play, like a, a very in-depth stage play, co-directed by Joel Schumacher and George Lucas. So George Lucas, the entire time, she's like, I, I don't know if we should do that. I think, I think maybe. The- Shut up, George. It's fine. <laughs> well, well, but, but. You, you don't you don't have any harnesses on this. Oh, George Lucas wants to make Terminator turn off the dark. Terminate the dark. He wants to make a book called T eight hundred. Well, yeah, because they can't go out at night. <laughs> Terminator, terminate the dark. Oh my god! Because who doesn't want to go to a Broadway show where the phrase "the music by the edge" is on the poster? We're laughing so hard at this. I bet the last half hour to this podcast is oh, just utterly man. incomprehensible. Like it's just oh, just oh, just, just to say. I had to get up and walk away because I was going to fall out of the chair otherwise. <laughs> it was going to happen. So I just got up. I made the sensible choice. I just walked away. I'm proud of you. I really love... Jai! <laughs> Jai! Oh, oh, what a silly oh, name. He's about to get out of the chair again. Jai! Jai is a silly the, name, George. The Alex chair meter is at a five out of six. And George is like... George Lucas is like, that's a silly name. And he goes, yeah, you're right, Kit Fisto. Anyway... <laughs> Me. <laughs> oh, well, I pray my words don't become a scar. <laughs> Just shut up, George. I'm directing. I'm working here. I'm very proud of my he's become, a, he's become a Billy Eichner character now. He's no longer Joel Schumacher. I'm not stealing Alex's material. I'm creating being Billy this Eichner. This is Joel Schumacher's evil clone. <laughs> Billy Eichner from Parks and Rec. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> she Woo! drove me here. I'm not okay right now. <laughs>
I hate that I'm laughing at my own joke, but the Chai Courtney Kit Fisto thing made me way too happy. All right. <laughs> and Arnold comes to the opening night. No, I thought it was a lot of fun. I thought they really captured the whole the the the, the spirit of the of the franchise. Did Arnold choose not to do this movie, or did they just not invite him? He was governor. Oh, so did he choose not to do this movie, or did they just not invite him? I don't know. I'm. I'm... This movie didn't get James Cameron's seal of approval, so we know it's a stinker. Mm. The third did the third one. The fifth one kind of did. The fifth one did. James, eighties, <laughs> and James Cameron's like the the stage the stage manager. And he's like, maybe we just throw water all over the stage, just drown everybody. James, James, calm down. Ed Harris just runs in, <laughs> punches him. Where's Ed? I've got him on speed dial. <sighs> I feel good. I'm sweating from laughing so much. Yeah, this room is. <laughs> we have consumed on. all of the air. So, the fan in this amphitheater. So, what else do we want to say about Terminator Salvation? From that little kid, she didn't say anything. Yeah. Star. Okay, oh, here's one. Uh, Tyler, I'm generally, generally curious about this. Where does this fit in? This is actually a serious question. Where does this... Uh, I'm going to go into the serious Jerry Lewis voice. Where does this fit in to the Aliens I'm glad, Terminator? I'm glad you reminded me. Yeah. I mean, have you seen Alien Resurrection? No. Yeah. Um, it's... So I would say this kind of goes more off personal opinion. Well, first of all, it takes place in the future. And Alien Resurrection is like... how A uh, hundred years in the future? Yeah, they, they just more? like jump into the future yeah, for yeah. reasons. Um, <clears throat> so there is that... Jeez, it's been a while since I've seen Resurrection. So I, can't, I, I know that personally I would argue that Salvation probably gets more hate than it might deserve. In the same way that Resurrection gets more hate than it might deserve. I would argue, well... Well, I mean, both of us gave pretty glowing reviews to Resurrection. Yeah, all things considered. Um, so I would argue that. Um, I feel like there's something else within... Well, well so... so It's set way in the future. They, they, they create... take weird directions with continuity. Well, I was going to say... they, they cre- It's not focused on the characters we want it to be focused on. They create a new hybrid... Uh, yeah, there's a weird villain, hybrid thing. Weird hybrid villain. Do you know about the alien Resurrection thing? No. It's, it's an alien-human baby thing? <laughs> It's really terrifying. To, like, the design is just horrifying. It's really creepy. Um, yeah. But it's it's like... So is it like an alien, but like, if the boss baby was a xenomorph? Maybe. Kind of. Ah. Yeah. It's got human eyes. Yeah. Oh, wow. That is yeah. scary. Yeah. Yeah. You should look up a picture. It's like, it's, al- it's, it's like albino. I'm trying to think, how, what's, what's the origin? What is the plot? It's like... I can't remember. I forget how it gets created, but like... And it's it's like, I think the, the idea is that the alien gives like live birth to it. And that's creepy and like really new, newborn. I guess would be the yeah. That's the yeah. That's what it's called. Yeah. Um, it's oh wow, it, that is creepy. It's yeah. something to do with Jeez. it comes out of Ripley, like because it looks right, like, right, right. There's yeah, yeah. Okay. It looks like the keepers from Mass Effect Two. <laughs> I hate those things. Yeah. So so that they've got that, and then in this movie they try to do something weird by by having Sam Worthington be a Terminator who is actually like organic. So they try to like right, right, meld right, right, the right. two. Kind of the same way that the, nice, they meld nice. the human and the alien. And the, so, it, it, okay, yeah. okay. It, it flies. Well, the main thing is, because the, the little girl in this just reminded me of um, Splice or whatever her name was from Aliens. What's Newt. her name? Newt. <laughs> Where are you getting these names from? Splice, Coco, Raisin, whatever you want to call her. <laughs> Snap, Crackle, Pop. Mike, Mike. And the, Mike and the Mechanics, whatever you want to do. Phil Collins. Mike and the Mechanics was a... Was a <laughs> so Genesis was a band... <laughs> And and uh, then it split off. Phil Collins had a solo career. One of them, Mike, went off to be his name Mike, Mike Genesis. When he created a band called Mike and the Mechanics, and then Peter Gabriel, who is a personal musical god of to me, went off to create, have a wonderful solo career and write the, the credit song to Wally. <laughs> That's a shining achievement. More importantly, he wrote Salisbury Hill and Washing of the Water, and you know, Love to Be Loved and In Your Eyes and Steam, and he's a genius. And he covered the Book of Love by, I don't know, it's an indie thing. <laughs> I'm not going to make any Peter Gabriel jokes because I love him way too much. Can I talk about how dumb Skynet's plot is? You, I, I will let you try. All right, now I don't want to. No, 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 I'm not saying you can't. I'm just saying I can't control myself. I'm impulsive. You talked about this. <laughs> the fr- they invited me to be on the podcast. I said, here, talk to my lawyer. There's a disclaimer. 
<laughs> yes, please do. Talk about the plot. So so Skynet's just like, okay, we're going to randomly reactivate Sam Worthington, I guess. It's funny. Conveniently in the same spot where John Connor was just a couple hours ago, and you could have just woken him up when he was in there, and he could have just snapped his neck and been done with it. No. Or whatever. I don't think so. But no, we have to go on this long stretch where he'll, he'll conveniently run into Kyle Reese, get him captured, I guess, and then he'll run into John Connor and get him to follow him back to Skynet Central. That way they can kill him on sight, even though they've got footage straight from Sam Worthington's head, so they could just have him snap John Connor's neck. None of this makes sense. There's also a kill list with Kyle Reese and John Connor listed. Once again... It, depending on which version of the timeline or what interpretation you're going with, why does Skynet know how important these guys are? Right. Which Terminator movie makes the most sense? One. One. Okay. <laughs> First question, who's one? <laughs> Secondly. Terminator San Juan. I don't, I don't this know. This movie should have I either no, been... I got nowhere else to go with that. But. If you were going to make this movie, it should have either been solely about John Connor or about both him and Kyle Reese yeah. and how they meet. Which it kind of is, but not nearly enough. Yeah, it's, that's almost like a button on the end of... I guess it's supposed to be a journey for Marcus, but also, I'm sorry, who named it Terminator Marcus? <laughs> I'm the T-800. I'm the T-1000. I'm the TX. I'm Marcus. <laughs> Can I just say... It's I... like, Marcus is the name of a timid pimp character that Zach Galifianakis plays. True story. Uh, hey, Amber? Yeah, this is Marcus. Um, yeah, I'll hold. Can I say a positive? Yes. I appreciate that in his opening where he's talking to Helena Bobham Carter, because she's in this movie. She sure is. Th- there are terrible exposition lines mm. in that scene, but I like how they don't have a really long extended flashback showing what he did to yeah. get on yeah. death row. Yeah. Right. It's just like, oh, these people are dead because of something I My did. My brother and a couple of cops are dead. Like, we don't have to see that. Yeah. Like it's just Sam, like, oh, he he's, he feels guilty about these is, bad things he did. I like and that means Sam Worthington just turned into a, a like, nor, uh, nor... Let me tell you something, dame. <laughs> she was a tall drink of water. The kind of drink of water that would break up Hugh Grant's marriage. Kenneth Branagh's marriage. True story. <laughs> Kenneth Branagh and Emma Thompson are married, and sure. Helen Carter got in there. And... <laughs> Someone was saying something. I, I, I finished my point. <laughs> So I took the baton. I don't see what the problem is. Okay, so can I talk about the the two... (laughs) We let you have your soapbox. Now for more Britain theater. I need to talk about the the ending. Because this movie had two very different other endings that it had planned. Mm. But then there was... It got leaked online. And then they're like, oh, maybe we should go with a more sensible ending. So originally the idea is... John Connor gets stabbed in the heart. They cannot save him. Right. So they're going to take off John Connor's skin and they're going to put it on Sam Worthington's body, his robot body. That way the symbol of John Connor can live on. That way it's a huge twist that John Connor is no longer actually John Connor. What if the skin didn't fit? (laughs) And he's like kind of stretched or he's kind of like lumping like, oh God, we did not line this up. Oh, Sam Worthington's actually a couple inches shorter. Yeah. This doesn't work. Okay, just like a baggy, like, Christian Bale. <laughs> Fat Terminator. <laughs> and also, why would that matter to us? We don't know the character of John... Like, that wouldn't be, like, an, an amazing prequel reveal that, like, the John Connor we've known all this time. It was actually just... It's just, we, we haven't known John Connor all this time. Are you time. saying it's a bad idea to make John Connor a Terminator? <laughs> <laughs> oh. So... Jen, I see his... So what's the other... The other ending is that they do that, and then... Sam Worthington, John Connor, I don't know if they've actually done the, the, the skin transformation at this point. He murders everyone. And Skynet wins. <laughs> I can feel it coming <laughs> in the air tonight. So, those endings got leaked. And then the fans were like, this is stupid. Does and it... then they said, oh, maybe we should do something, I don't know, that makes a bit more sense. And the sense. actual ending is... Fine with it, yeah, it's, it's, it's a nice little... For this story that they've tried to push on us, it's a nice little bow tie. Well, I mean, there, there's actually some like, interesting yeah, yeah. thematic yeah, build-up with, with Kyle Reese, or Kyle Reese, Marcus questioning, you know, whether or not he's human or machine yeah. or blah, blah, blah. And they have several talks about how strong his heart is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And at the end, his ending monologue is like, it's the strength of the human heart. That's the difference between us and the machines. Yeah. And that's yeah. that's what ends up yeah. saving John Connor. I mean, that kind, cool. It no, kind of nice. works. I mean, it works for what they've done. Does the extended cut have any edit, edits to the ending or? Nope. Yeah. Oh, the, the extended cut is worthless. The last line of this movie is almost a full quote. It's 
there's no favor what we make. And I was like, dun, 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 dun. like <laughs> and and who are we making the fate for? Little more Christian. Remember. <laughs> so, like I was saying, stuff doesn't make sense in this movie. He's no. he's just listening to the tapes of Sarah Connor, and it sounds like they got Linda Hamilton back they to did. re-record it. No, they did. It's not the same dialogue. Are there supposed to be different? Is he supposed to be listening to the same tape? Yes. Okay. Because there are specific lines that are from the end of the first movie, and then like it it just stops making sense. Oh, like the um the Talking Heads uh, concert film. Precisely. Yeah, it's called Stop Making Sense from the eighties. <laughs> it's it's really good. Like I'm not, I'm not. That's a great movie. But like, it, does it say specifically like? Because I know I just know it no, says there, there's, twenty eight. No, because because there there's a specific moment where she's like. Oh, should I tell you whether or not, like, what Kyle means to you and whether or not you're supposed to send him back? God, a person could go crazy thinking about this. That is specifically from the end of the first Terminator, where she's having that conversation with herself. And then there's just new dialogue interspersed that doesn't match up at all. Yeah. I would have liked it if we had brought Ginger back. Ginger's (laughs) Justice for Ginger. Who cares about Barb on Stranger? Ginger is the one I need to know about. Speaking of people that listen to way too much music, did you appreciate the fact that they brought in the Guns N' Roses song, yeah, song again? That happened. Well, and that was right after some other, like, kind of cool callback, right? Well, that's right after he says, I'll be, I'll back. be back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he actually ends up hacking into the Moto yeah. Terminator because, yeah, yeah, yeah. oh yeah, it was established once a long time ago in this franchise that John Connor can hack into things. Like Lex from Jurassic Park. Yeah. Just like that. He saw Jurassic Park and was like, I gotta be a hacker. Jurassic Park still happened in this universe. And, oh, that's one and it con- was earlier than... Yeah. It, came out, it came out in 93. When did, when did Terminator 2 come out? No, well, Terminator 2 came out in 91, but it takes place in like 94 or 95. We right, had this right, conversation. Right, right, right. So they, we, we've been that. over this. Okay. It checks out. The extended cut is mostly them talking about Jurassic Park. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you gotta... It's such a great movie. You gotta talk like people talk. Say things like, life, uh, 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 finds oh. a way. <laughs> life, uh, 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 finds a way. Okay, speaking of extended cuts, there's a very awkward moment in this one where, uh, when when her and when her when Moon Bloodgood and Marcus they 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 Can we just hold on a minute when when the faded the star-crossed lovers Moon and Marcus go on, but um when she's like oh find us some firewood in the rain right idiot <laughs> and then he's like you're hurt oh I'll be fine. And then it just walks away, and then it cuts later, and the, the rednecks start to attack yeah, yeah. her. There's a moment where she strips, and yeah. you see her breasts from a wide shot. Do you? Yeah, extended cut. Oh, extended cut. Sorry. It was like, did, did I? No, no, I was like, well, no, because like her eyes are up here, so that's where I was paying attention. <laughs> no, and then... This guy. I guess she's like trying to wash herself, because mm. there's blood, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then she just, like, she covers her breasts, and she turns around, and she looks at Marcus, and he's like a far away, away, because he's trying to gather firewood. And then they just look at each other, and the scene ends. <laughs> that's a scene that's in the extended cut. That that was the one day McG classic went, McG. <laughs> <laughs> McG went boobies, and they made the scene. I don't know. <laughs> All right, I got, I got one bad joke in the podcast. Leave me alone. Everything else, one. Is, everything else one. is a diamond. You hush. <laughs> everything else is a diamond. Kid oh, Fisto. That was so. Ah, <laughs> oh, I'm so proud of that. I know I should have gone back to. Red Tails too. <laughs> I should have made faster times at Ridgemont High. Wait, that wasn't him. He made American Graffiti. American Nerd Graffiti. Jeez, what am I talking about? Do you want to do letter grades? I'll, I want to bring up the score real quick. Hit it. Uh, it's actually pretty good. True. It, it doesn't use much of the original yeah. music yeah, other yeah. than the da 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 da. But it, it's actually it works well on its own and it feels sort of like a companion piece to right. that mm-hmm. other stuff. That's Unlike Terminator 3, which, much like that movie, feels mm. like a TV movie soundtrack. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Danny Elfman. And it, yeah. for the most part, it doesn't sound like a Danny Elfman score. That's true. That is very true. Mm-hmm. It's not like He's been super epic. fairly like mixed. Like, not, not quality-wise, but just in, in terms of what he's done. Yeah, he has a Recently, very interesting filmography. Like he's kind yeah. of... He's a very interesting filmography. <clears throat> yeah. But I just wanted to bring that up real quick, because no. I, I, I feel like I'm always the one bringing up film <laughs> scores. <laughs> I'm the one bringing up Phil Collins. Um, well, what are we doing for grade? I have no idea what I'm doing. I, I feel like we, we there there are other things I could talk about, but I, I just have like completely forgotten about them because really of, of other things think, that have happened over really the course of this podcast. Don't think this movie is, like just because 
it's a very shallow movie, which is not necessarily a, a bad no, thing for no, a big no. dumb summer blockbuster, but it also doesn't try to be deeper than it is. No, like, I mean like three. They they'll bring up themes a couple of times, but it's not like the dialogue is all this heavy handed dramatic. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I thought you were going to make a Snyder reference. No, 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 no. Because I was going to make a Snyder reference. Oh, I, I, I know. I was, I was just paying attention. <laughs> but yeah. Apparently not that much attention. Yeah, yeah basically. Yeah, it, it, it's it's not... It's just... It's fine. So what's your grade? Right, I have to give it a grade. What did I give the last few movies? Uh, You gave the first Terminator an A-. minus. gave the second one a B plus, And three got an F. Why are you asking me first? I'm gonna. I'll jump in. Because <laughs> you were the one that started talking after Britain said, "Are we gonna do grades now?" I'll go. I'll go. I, I believe you actually made the first comment after that. I'll go D plus. Oh, that's kind of harsh. Which is also what you gave Terminator Three. <laughs> <laughs> Crisis of conscience. Tyler, what you go? I'll come come back to me. I think Alex should go. Alex, you go. C minus. Okay. Um, I actually can watch this movie and enjoy it quite a bit when I'm looking sure, at it sure. on its own terms. It's Mad Max with Terminators. If you look at it as its own thing, yeah. not connected to the other movies, yeah, it, because it's a double-edged sword, because the continuity doesn't make any sense, but they're constantly having the callbacks and the references, so that's kind of difficult. Right. It's a great action movie. It's a very dumb story. Yeah, Got a few great performances, some that aren't so good. It's It's... For the most part, it's 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 fairly even in what's good and what's bad, but like I said, for for me personally, the continuity stuff that's always going to trump yeah, a lot yeah. of of other things. So C minus. That's I'll go C minus. Yeah, because just, just, just because well, you gave Terminator three a D plus. No, because there's not a middle between C minus and D plus. That's the thing. <laughs> a C minus minus give, or a D plus plus. What did I give Jurassic World? Uh, B minus, e yeah, B minus, because because you you were like, oh, I'm going. Oh, I'm, going I'm glad, full, I'm glad I did that. Actually, full fanboy. <laughs> All right, I'm going, I'm going C. Okay, good, good. Because I was gonna go <laughs> C, and I thought I gave it a C plus, and I was like, ah, I feel like it should go higher. Like I didn't, I didn't, I didn't want there to be yeah. just one letter. That, good on me. <laughs> <laughs> good on you, indeed. You did good today, George. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you didn't uh, name the character Kid Fisto today, <laughs> but there's always but you, tomorrow. You still went with Plo Koon and Kiati Mundi. Leave me alone. <laughs> I just want to eat my crackers. <laughs> it's like a little Jawa cookie jar that he's just like, oh, thin mints. Oh, tagalongs are the way to go, though. I feel like Jawa. I feel like George is it. What's what's it's those? a Jar Jar cookie jar. Jar Jar cookie. I like that. Oh oh oh! It's a Jar Jar. Also, if you prefer, tag... I did not plan that. <laughs> also, uh, if you have a favorite Girl Scout cookie, uh, leave it in the comments. I was gonna say, I feel like mine's tag along. I feel like George's would be like the the lemon, oh, the newer one. Yeah, whatever sure. it is. Yeah, because you always like the new thing. <laughs> this is what they. This is the cookie they really wanted to make, and now they've get they to make it because the the they've baking the, the baking technology has increased. The baking technology. <laughs> It's a lemonier cookie. Than Alex's favorite. Alex's favorite cookie is actually just taking a nap. Because <laughs> he doesn't like cookies. I like butter cookies. He likes butter cookies. <laughs> Woo! Which I picture just like a disc of butter that you hardened. And you, have, you, have you ever had a, a butter cookie? And you cookie? carved like a little circle. You're like, hey, you guys, a butter cookie. Hey, go don't, nuts. don't knock it till you try. I it. haven't tried. I had peanut butter cookies. You hack. Okay, now <laughs> butter cookies are probably George's second favorite cookie. Here comes the cookies. It's something I can bond with over George before I chastise him over the prequels. Aren't these, aren't these butter cookies great? All right, now let's talk. Oh, sand really? I pray these cookies don't go, don't become a thigh problem. Oh, oh, jumping to warp speed next top my thighs. You can find us online at herecomethesequels.blogspot.com. You can uh, email us at herecomethesequels at gmail.com, and you can find us on Twitter at hct sequels. You know, we should sell makeshift Jar Jar cookie jars. I would love that. Jar Jar jars. It's how they have uh, to be Jar Jar jars. Jar Jar jars. <laughs> and every time you put uh, some more cookies in, it talks and it goes, Misa hungry. <laughs> nom, 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 nom. <laughs> they won't sell as, as well as the Boss Nass uh, penny like coin holder. Bank, <laughs> bank, it's a bank. What am I saying? <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.
I kind of just want to not say anything and just see, just, just, just leave you running. See, see what, <laughs> just see where I end up. The Rolodex of bits in my head, what we land on. That's what I'm saying. One of these movies, we should just leave you to record it on your own, and you can you can be us. Hey, Britton, what do you think of, Fa- of Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift? Well, I don't know, but if Joel Schumacher was ever telling <laughs> Julia Roberts how to play. Desdemona in Othello. It'd be based something like this. Remember, Julia? <laughs> that was a string of references. <laughs> yeah, one of them was Shakespeare. Read a book! <laughs> that is a reference from The Tick. There's a cartoon show from the early 90s that is a legitimate masterpiece. Is that Patrick Warburton? He did the live-action version in the early 2000s. Right. If you want the best version, you, you watch the cartoon show from the early 90s. What, what's your name? The Tick. It's... Um, uh, a full name? Ah, yes. The Tick. <laughs> Best part, there's a there's a part in the cartoon where, like, he and um, his sidekick Arthur are fighting the Breadmaster, and, like, Doe is filling the, 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 the basement, and they're, like, trying to get out, and the Tick goes, Arthur! Puppy! And he, like, just finds a puppy, <laughs> and he, like, holds it up, and I was like, oh, no! And they save the puppy. <laughs> That's just in the middle of everything. Uh, there's also a group of heroes called the Civic Minded Five. There are these three. One of them was Four Legged Man, and he was the leader. And every time they would like drive like a station wagon, and they see like a crime, and they go, "All right, Civic Minded Five, let's make a difference." <laughs> Next week we'll be talking about Terminator Genesis. All, all, all of this is follow for not. us. We'll follow you. All of this is for naught because we're watching good. Terminator Genesis. I can't dance. I can't squeak, 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 Oh, spinach poison for Cusco. Cusco's poison. <laughs> Grody. Okay. <laughs> well, and also, we want to thank uh, every one of you guys out there in this amphitheater in Philly. Thank you guys for coming out so tonight. So we settled in Philly. We, Philly. we were moving venues mid-podcast. It was a, a tour. <laughs> it was a very, very quick tour. Run around. <laughs> like Robert Patrick. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Come back next week when we talk about Terminator Genesis. If this is what we did with Salvation, I have no idea how, what's going to happen with Genesis. We're going to end up having this deep analytical It's going to be like, no, no, like, no. That's, that's what no I'm, jokes. I'm, just, no, that's what I'm thinking. It's going to be like a Batman vs. Superman thing where I just want to pin it to the wall and yeah. kill it. We're all going to have cigarettes. None of us smoke. We're all going to be holding cigarettes. Just like just like really digging into this thing like Hemingway or something. It's crazy. Oh, man. Or we're going to do more Adventures of Jai on Broadway. Stay rogue, everybody. (laughs) Sorry Sorry about that. that. For sake, man, you're amateur.